Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Jonathan and Kelly Show. Jonathan Rush. We have created over 14 million new jobs. We've created over 800,000 new manufacturing jobs. Wages are up. And so we've seen great progress. The Biden-Harris ticket is running neck and neck with Donald Trump. Why are you not 30 points ahead? Kelly Nash. Bill, we're going to win. Let me just tell you that. We're going to win. The Jonathan and Kelly Show. WVOC. Yeah, I think you're right, Kelly. Those are already been handled, Bill. Come on, snap to it. Yeah, it's not like we haven't fixed a couple of elections in our day. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, my mother sent me an email. Um, I wish that there was audio. When when somebody reports something and then I don't actually have the audio, I tend to wonder how true it is. But I loved it. Um, According to uh, who who posted this? I'm trying to see who posted it. But it, it says that apparently the people at Google or some company, Alexa, they asked Alexa about was the 2020 election rigged? And Alexa says, quote, yes, there are many incidents of irregularities, potential electoral fraud, major metro centers seem to have been targeted. That was the official Alexa answer. So when they got that, the Washington Post then reached out to the people who run Alexa <laughs> yeah. and, and, and fixed it. We're going to get rid of that. Get rid of all that crap. That's bro. disinformation. Yeah, yeah. We got to make sure Alexa says that. No, no, no. There was no, no, in any way. <laughs> right. Anything. Nobody could even suspect that there was a election fraud happening. You know, in my family uh, text group, there is one person who constantly sends me updates from Maricopa County, Arizona. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. There are all kind of news stories out of Maricopa you don't ever hear about in the national news. And they're printed in the paper. Talking about irregularities. Mm-hmm. And so it, that's just one of the metros where you can get information seemingly daily. Uh, new revelations. I mean, it's just layers and layers and layers and layers. It's an onion of an election. When I hear Kamala Harris say, we're going to win, it's almost like Joe Biden could die sometime in I don't know, July of 2020, you know, 2023 yeah. or 2024, and uh, that election would be handled. It's still Joe Biden's winning. Sure. The votes have already been counted. We're just putting on a show for y'all. It may be a landslide if he wins, Kelly. Could be a landslide. Could be 49 states. Could be you'll be looking at a Ronald Reagan landslide here if he loses. Well, I, mean, there, I he, got he I, you gotta believe there are certain states they wouldn't mess with, like South Carolina. You would you would think. You can't you can't make anyone believe because we don't have a large Democrat area of this state. We have we have a bunch of we have democratic areas, but, yeah. but those but they're not major metropolitan areas. Our biggest areas, like Greenville and most of the Columbia area, despite Richland County, uh-huh. lean Republican. Sure. So, for for anyone to think that a Democrat presidential election or even a statewide office would be going Democrat, I'll say they described to you before, Kelly. You always want to lean back on your historical references of the average voter turnout of the. 
the typical of even okay past two decades. No matter what time frame you want to put on it, mm-hmm. I mean, look, there's always an anomaly yet to be happening, yet to be seen. We see it all the time uh, in different things, in different walks of life. Why is it so unusual that all the statistical data that was turned on its ear in the last election certainly describes the outcry, the pouring of support that you saw. His cup overflowed with support, Kelly. Okay, it'd be as if the South Carolina Gamecocks announced (laughs) uh, weeks in advance Mm -hmm. that Georgia game, we're Mm -hmm. totally dominating that. And then somehow they whooped George's tail, and the final was like forty-two to twelve or something like that. Everybody be like, "What it just happen. happened?" It could happen, but the, but if you see it happening, uh-huh. and then in the middle of that, there are some very bizarre calls, like the the lights go out in the stadium, and, and then, then when they go back on, we got three more touchdowns. Exactly. It's like, well, what, what happened in that little window there? Well, well, you didn't see it. The lights were out. The refs said that they, they give them 21 points. Everybody out of the stadium. We got a, we got a, a plumbing emergency and yeah. a flooding going on here in yeah. men's room number, stall number two. And you come back in and the scoreboard is 108 to 12. The SEC passes a new law that mm-hmm. anybody with the name Kirby is not allowed in the stadium. <laughs> it's like, well, where'd that come from? It's legal. It's we can legal. do that. Just happened. Yeah. I mean, Pennsylvania did stuff court. like that. We got a judgment. Yeah. So, I mean, it. it while it could happen, unless you see it with your own eyes, you tend to believe it could happen. Uh, now, there would have to be like, for the, again, we go back to the 2020 election. There was like literally like 50 different things that were very rare and odd. And all 50 had to happen in order for Joe Biden to win the election. And that's apparently what happened. He threaded the needle. And again, to your point of the overwhelming support, the man has rallies where there's like, there's bigger turnouts for cover bands at the Brooklyn Baptist Church or the Brooklyn Baptist uh, ta- Tavern. The new Brooklyn Tavern. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there, he shows up and there's like 82 people there, and it's like this is the guy who has the most election, right. the most votes in election history. It's impossible. Oh, that's good. All right, so I got to tell you something. I have just been astounded after the how many decades of. Unified support and agreement of never again, never again, never again, not only in the Jews of the Holocaust, but never again, never again, never again, a genocide that would be um, supported by any population on any continent on the earth. To see the number of people pouring out in support of Hamas. Now, I know it's blanketed under Palestinians support in some cases some cases just it's just blanketed kill all the jews gas all the jews um it is just amazing uh, not not just on this continent but around the world the things that are happening uh having to do with plainly the palestinians ability to pump out horse crap and have um, american media companies well let me let me just rephrase that they're not american media companies International media companies based in America perpetrate, report, and continue to report, even in the face of obvious misinformation, disinformation, and in the days of existence where the CIA and the DOD, the other intelligence offices, have a panel in place, including Clapper and Brennan, that would never allow disinformation to ever be uttered, let alone repeated, Mm. to see this kind of protest in the streets, literally calling for 
a group of persons to be annihilated. Well, if you look at what Hamas is saying, if you choose to believe what they're saying, then I can understand why you would go down that path. Sure. Right? So uh, did you see the interview with the Hamas spokesperson that the BBC Mm -hmm. was doing? And so that guy is making a point um, that Hamas has not killed one civilian, that mm-hmm. the Israelis are putting out propaganda, fake actor videos, yep. um, and that when Hamas makes a move, we only target Israeli soldiers. Unlike what the Israelis are doing, the Israelis are coming in and targeting innocent women and children to try to intimidate us, to, to give up our homeland so that they can have it. That's the basic argument of Hamas and most Palestinians right now, is that the Israelis are living on what is their homeland, and they are stealing it from them. So, And at the same time, in order to keep them on the other side, the Israelis are targeting innocent women and children to intimidate the Palestinians. Now, if you believe all that, then you can. it's very easy to go down the, who the hell are these Israelis to do that to <laughs> mm-hmm. these people? But that's not even – it's the exact opposite. As everything is with the Democrats and liberal world, it's it's always the exact – what they're accusing them of is what they themselves are doing. Yes. It is the Israelis' homeland. It has been for 5,000 years. That's their homeland. Why do you think the United Nations put it back together for them in the after World War II? Because they recognized that they were the ones who had been sent off of their homeland illegally and said that we're carving this back out. The world agrees this is the homeland of the Israelis, the Jews. The Jews get to live here. And it's not a very big place. No. Everybody else can go live somewhere else. You've got 10,000 other miles to go live in. No, no, no. That five miles is mine. And I think that, you know, when you know that, when you, when you find out things, and we just learned this, or, or I learned this the other day recently, but apparently it's widely known, and now it's no one's disputing it. When your headquarters are underneath a hospital, yeah. <laughs> this is the equivalent of having like a spat um, with, uh, w- with like a five-year-old where he comes out, kicks you in the shins, and goes, runs behind, hides behind his mom's skirt so you can't get to him and whip his ass. You know this. This is the this this is the kind of cowardice, childish um, methodology of a bully uh, well, who who can't stand on his own two feet, but insists on hiding behind his mom's skirt. In this case, the the skirt is the UN. Well, and then what they're doing is because the Israelis. Unlike, I don't know that this has ever happened in history. Perhaps it has, and I, maybe I'm not just a, uh, an astute enough student of war. But the Israelis always give you a heads up. Like, days in advance, we are targeting this street. We are targeting this building. Please yeah. get out. Right. It, we are going to take that down. And then what happens is Hamas shoots Palestinians in the head that try to leave that area. So the Palestinians are stuck either way. And if they shoot them in the head, they just drag them back to the building that they were trying to get away from. And then when the bomb hits, they cry over them and say, look what they've done to our little people. Oh, my God, this is horrible. The the only terrorists involved here are Hamas. Well, and I mean other groups to the north, but we're just focusing on what Hamas is doing in the Gaza Strip right now. 
And so if you believe their lies, then then that's and that's apparently a huge group of people because it gives them a license to hate the Jews. And I, Jonathan, I mean, I have to say on a, I believe this is more than just reasoning. I believe it's a spiritual attack that God chose a certain group of people and said, I'm going to bless the world through a very small area called Israel. I'm, the whole world will be blessed and anyone who blesses my people will be blessed. And that is ancient, and that has happened for thousands of years, and there's something spiritually happening when so many American campuses and, and just all over the world, it's not just America, I mean, no. Brazil, Australia, sure. wherever you go, uh, there are large groups of people that hate the Jewish people. Yeah, the funniest of all of them, though, has to be the hypocrisy and the the seemingly mind-numbing stupidity of American campuses who for all these years have been so snowflake driven in their mindset that all must be included now turning and actually encouraging and begging for the annihilation of a group of people based on their race. I mean, it's just, it's not a race, but based on the fact that now they have bought into the big lie. It's another one of the examples of the big lie. Let's, we can't call it the big lie because that confuses the Democrats actually doing what they claim Donald Trump was doing with the big lie that they propelled onto the public in 2020. So we, we now we got to find another way to come back and say, uh, I, I can't even imagine being on a college campus and seeing this kind of protest going on after all the years of struggle that they have made to make sure that all are included in the DEI uh, examples administratively from campuses all across the country. And it's even worse than making sure that people aren't uh, included. When you look at what happened at Harvard, Harvard had a group of pro-Hamas people going around the campus tearing down the Jewish uh, missing posters, and we've seen that happening all over the country. Well, somebody who is uh, a Jew decided to try to strike back on those people. So they used the photographs of the people that were tearing down the posters, did a little research, found out the names of each one of them, put their names and pictures on a truck and drove it around the campus. These are the people who hate Jews. All right? Well, now they those people have responded with an overwhelming another group of people who've come alongside them and has demanded that the uh, Harvard upper echelon kick out all these students who, quote-unquote, doxed them. We need a safe space for Hamas mm-hmm. at Harvard is mm-hmm. the position of the apparently the majority of the student body at Harvard. Amazing. We need a safe spot for Hamas, yeah. not the people who are trying to find <laughs> their missing siblings. It's, 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 and again, it's beyond reason. That's why I say it's got to be a spiritual thing. These people have been blinded by Satan. All right, so, well, we know we don't war against flesh and blood. All right, so now, as that continues to unfold today and the controversies that will surround and then engulf it, apparently, in the U.S., in particular, as we stand and watch what is going to be yet coming as Israel is not talking about when when this will come to an end. They were already calling for them, them to have a ceasefire before it began, so... The fever pitch and the screams are only going to get louder and more blood curdling as we go through this particular week. 
because it's going to get uglier. Mm-hmm. All right, so, and we've had now the U.S. is being tempted to be drawn into this thing. Thankfully, we've been able to strike at the persons who struck at our military bases, and it hasn't as of yet blown into World War III. But we certainly have another week of Joe Biden wrapping the globe around his, his axle. And I mean, I'm, I'm watching a video right now at the United Nations building in Rome. A group of uh, pro-Palestinian people have run up and ripped down the Israeli flag off the United Nations building. Wow. And it, I mean, it's just really, I mean, you, the level of hatred for Israel is doesn't line up <laughs> with any reason. So uh, this is this is going to be very ugly. It's ugly now, and it's going to get much uglier as Iran continues to Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Kind of meddled their way into this. Democrats are, uh, are kind of upset over the weekend over a couple of things. Number one, Mike Johnson, the new House Speaker, is not going to allow the package for Israel, Ukraine, and Taiwan to go through as one package. He wants them all to stand on their own. Uh, that can't be. That, that, the Democrats are outraged over the fact you're going to fund it, but you you're not going to you're going to do it individually. We can't just clump, we can't clump it all together, and then make sure that you don't run into opposition as you think you're going to have. And I don't know where they think all the strong opposition comes from funding Ukraine. And you got Joe Wilson. I mean, look at the list of the of the House members, Republicans. I know some are against it, or some are against it because we don't have enough accountability. I think that's All where the, that's them. where the pushback's going to be. You yeah. want sixty three billion dollars or whatever it is for the Ukraine, another sixty three billion. Can we find out what has happened to the other billions that we've sent there? Where did it go? Just just in the ballpark, where did it go? Where did it go? I mean, I, Vivek uh, or Vivek Ramaswamy was making a point uh, over the weekend of saying, uh, just because. Uh, Putin is bad doesn't make Zelensky good. Those it doesn't mean one equals the other. And he said Ukraine has been known for decades as one of the most corrupt nations on earth, and we are pumping billions of dollars into what is known to be a corrupt nation, and they're not providing any accounting for the money. We just want to know what happened to our money. Even if you sit the corruption issue out of it and you realize the American people have no idea that you're not just funding missiles and anti-tank and other um, armament that they may need. You're also funding their entire government. We're, we're building schools. We're paying teachers. We're pay- we just took over the entire administrative cost of another country. And Americans don't know that. Can we have some kind of accounting um, to back up, as Kelly said, let us know. Where this money's going? We're not saying we're not willing to go into debt to China to do it. We're just saying, do you mind if we find out how you're spending the money? Could you send over a couple of receipts? Mm-hmm. So now the Democrats want to make sure we push that together. The other funny conversation I heard over the weekend, who's the guy that's running against Joe Biden as a Democrat? He just announced on like Thursday. I oh, his he's name. a really rich guy from Minnesota. Yes. This guy was, <laughs> I think he was on Meet the Press and Kristen Welker was asking him about running against Joe Biden. And he says he's not running against Joe Biden. He's running for president. Well, then 
she had to like say or point out, you know, you're a Democrat. It's not like you're running as an independent. So if you're a Democrat, you're running for president. Then the way that the process works is you're running first against Joe Biden. And he would just couldn't come out and say it. He just would not come out and say it. And I'm like, brother, you're falling apart here in this interview. That's the one question you should have been able to answer going in. Why are you why did you choose to run against Joe Biden? I get a feeling that's going to come up in an average conversation. Well, I I, kind of get what the guy's doing, because one of the biggest complaints that we hear about politicians is they they just love to talk about what they're against. Mm -hmm. And it's and it's easy to be against something. It's easy to point and say, this is a problem. If that guy was smart, this would be better. It's much harder to present your vision for the future. And say, and so what he's trying to say here, and maybe not eloquently because I haven't seen the interview, but it's, you know, I'm not necessarily running against Joe Biden or anybody else. I'm saying I have a better vision for the future. My vision includes this, that, and the other thing. And I'm trying to accomplish this, that, and the other thing, which has not been currently even addressed by either this administration, the previous administration, or for 20 or 30 years, we haven't addressed it. You could yeah. talk like that. Um, I know that the guy is apparently very rich. Yes. And he, what is he, a senator now? I don't know. Let's see. I know he started off driving a gelato truck. <laughs> so he's he's apparently done very well. He's 54 years Good for old. Him. And he's, uh, you know, he's not going to have much effect because when you're talking about the Democrat Party, as Robert Kennedy has just found out, Jr., as um, uh, Bernie Sanders found out, the Democrat Party controls that primary unlike how the Republicans control their primary. Now, some people say we have an o- the Republicans have over-influence because they decide who gets on the debate stage. And you, I mean, what they're talking about to qualify for a debate is like bare minimum. But uh, what they'll do in the Democrat Party, which is different, is they have superdelegates. So even if you won the vast majority of, say, California, like, say, Bernie Sanders, if you won 80% of the vote, eh, but the superdelegates chose Hillary. You're out, Bernie. <laughs> You're out. Sorry. All right, so you got that going on. Meanwhile, we did have two of our Republican hopefuls drop out. Uh, Larry Elder. I know you were surprised to see him drop out so early. Um, and then Mike Pence dropped out over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And everybody's speculating who Mike Pence will be endorsing. Plainly, it won't be Donald J. Trump. No, no. I, I think what I'm reading uh, in a lot of different blogs and stuff now is that there's some behind-the-scenes finagling going on um, because it would appear that the two that have kind of separated themselves would be uh, Nikki Haley and um, uh, the Florida governor. And I'm Ron, DeSantis. Ron DeSantis. Those two seem to be the, the bigger fish sure. at this point. Uh, Tim Scott is pulled out of South Carolina and New Hampshire. He's putting all his marbles in Iowa, he says. Mm-hmm. So he's got to win Iowa. Um, but we're not seeing any polling that indicates that anybody's really a threat to Donald Trump, even in, like we were talking about New Hampshire last week, where Chris Christie said he's going to win mm-hmm. New Hampshire, and he's like in fourth place. And we were talking about if you add it up, DeSantis, Haley, mm-hmm. and Chris Christie, they're, together they're like 15 points behind Trump. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, but what they're saying is if we could get a deal brokered between Nikki and DeSantis uh, that one drops out and supports the other, that they might be able to then start knocking everybody off. So Because what they want is the same thing that, uh, well, what's his name, the governor from uh, Minnesota. He dropped out early 
in uh, in 2020 was, or excuse me, was it 2020 or 2016? 2016, he dropped out early. And the point he was making is we we're all divvying up these other sides of the vote. Donald Trump is polling at like 48 percent. Mm-hmm. We should have 52 percent on this other side, but we can only have one guy doing it. If it's Rubio and Cruz, you're not going to be able to beat Trump. And um, I don't know. I, I don't see how anybody beats Trump unless the law is involved. Well, one of the things that Larry Elder talked about a lot, just one of the things, because he had several good points, and his thing was, if I can only bring these issues to the American people, then then I will have had a successful run as a Republican candidate for the presidential campaign. Um, One of the things he's always talking about is school choice. Democrats refuse to allow parents to have the opportunity for school choice. Um, I'm sure that most people would recognize that the teachers union is very influential in the Democrat Party. This is only one of the examples, but it's come to the doorstep of South Carolina as one of South Carolina's top public school advocacy organizations is suing the state over the recently implemented school voucher program. And it includes the Teachers Association, the NAACP, and the list is pretty long of persons who will be jumping on this bandwagon. They claim that this is uh, violates the spirit, I suppose, is what they would say of the state constitution. Mm. Because it allows state money to support uh, private education in some cases, or it could be to allow parents to choose their children to go to a school in a different district. Jonathan, I, here, when I hear people talk about this, I, it's so frustrating because they'll want to go state by state And America is in disaster mode. So here's what I think people need to recognize. When you look at the rest of the world, okay, we spend anywhere between 20 to 80% more than other countries on education. So it's not a money problem. We're not lack of funding education. Now, that may seem that way to certain students or teachers who are like, I don't have everything I need in my classroom, and I can completely sympathize with that. But just looking at raw dollars, we're spending a boatload, like twelve to $15,000 around the country per student. When you look at the, the best countries, when it comes to literacy, we're not, we don't show up. Germany, mm-hmm. Finland, Iceland, New Zealand, Norway, United Kingdom, Australia, Denmark, Ireland, Singapore, Sweden, Netherlands, Slovenia, Belgium, Lithuania, Switzerland, Canada, Estonia, Israel, Latvia, Austria, Poland, Argentina, Georgia. I mean, we can go on and on. We're not on that list. And all of those people that I just read all have a literacy rate above 95%. United States right now is at 79% literacy. We are one of the dumbest countries on the planet. And then when you look at the people who can read, 54% of American adults have a literacy rate below sixth grade. Wow. We don't... We are so far behind educationally, we have to rebuild the whole system. And it's not like it's been a hidden secret. We've known for years now, because I believe the IRS even came out and said it, that the tax code has always been written, for the most part, for persons with a fifth-grade education. 
Mm-hmm. So they're recognizing who's having to turn, who's having to pay taxes in this country, and they want to make sure that everybody has an opportunity to fill out your tax form. So it's written with a so you have a fifth grade education, you're able to do that. I mean, we're one generation from the IRS instructions have to come to you in a TikTok video. Yes. So <laughs> <laughs> now it's going to be interesting to see how the court proceedings go because they did pull off a little bit of a not a misdirection, but they, they used an availability to get around a particular statute in the state constitution. Are you talking about the Republicans? Yeah. Okay. Uh, To fund the voucher system. It can't go to the schools, has to go to the parents. Parents are the ones made the choice, which a lot of people would have said that's the way it should have been written in the very beginning, but they thought they had a case to go ahead and write legislation that way. But nonetheless, so it's going to go to the court system, and it will be an interesting little dance here in court to find out if you can stay on the legalese of it all and allow this voucher system to come to an end before it's fully implemented and people have the actual opportunity to save for a college education, which, and not even college, but with the 520. 29 program and otherwise school voucher programs, you could use it for private education. Here in South Carolina, we spend about $11,000 per student. I don't know what the current tuition rate is at Heathwood. Um, I guess one of Heathwood, Hammond, Ben Lippin, um, the private education, larger private education uh, campuses in our in our state or in the Midlands, um, but I'm thinking it's about eleven twelve thousand dollars. So if you could if you could have the opportunity to get um, the same amount of money spent on a child that would get a Heathwood, Hammond, Ben Lippin. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other schools. I'm leaving some out. And it's not. It's just because your your name's not coming to mind right away. Um, those would be the, the, those educations. When you look comparatively, percentages and kids are not only literate but also go on to attend college and then excel. Uh, certainly higher than your average public school system student. Well, and this is not even just for private schools. So I mean, no. that's another lie that these teachers are telling you is that this is only going to go to private schools. For example, if you lived in, say, Richland 1 or Richland 2, we know that the kids who come out of Lexington uh, District 1, Lexington Richland 5, those kids are testing way above what the kids in Richland 1 and 2 are coming out of. Mm -hmm. So if you were a parent who wanted to bring your child to one of these districts that's doing better, the, according to the state, the new state law, you could do it. You could receive up to $6,000 depending on your qualifications for that money. Obviously, this is targeted towards people who are not making a lot of money, but they care a lot about their children. So you want to give them the best shot at an education. So you're willing to get up early and drive them over to Lexington District 1 and enroll them in a school there. If you're willing to do that and you meet certain uh, income requirements, then you can earn up to $6,000 to assist with that. But as Jonathan said, if you wanted to try to enroll in in a private school, you can do that. The money goes to the parent. The parent then distributes the funds the way they see best for their kid's education. And for you to be opposed to that just shows you the cronyism of the whole system. You're under some sort of belief that because a kid is born into the projects or born into poverty, that they can't escape it. They they have to stay here. You're the ones pointing out that the school districts in the poorest neighborhoods have the worst testing students. That could be for a number of reasons. It could be because of their just their genetic IQ. It could be because of the drugs that are around the neighborhood. It could be because the teachers who work in those districts aren't as qualified as the ones who work in the better districts. I don't pretend to know the reason, 
But I just know that if I had an opportunity to get a kid into a better district and you're telling me no, then you're the problem, not 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 the parent who's trying to help the kid. And you got to remember something, too. I mean, I, in, every kid learns differently or learns best in a different environment. I've got four kids. None of them had the same educational path. Two of them were um, homeschooled for um, probably half of their education. Um, two, one of them went all the way exclusively public school. Um, one went public school to private. I mean, I, I, it's just a, the path for them to grow, whether it's educationally, whether it's socially, whatever the, the particular needs are of the kid. And I'm not even educated enough to t- start talking about the different learning processes. So some kids are more visual. Some kids, are, you know, the list goes on and on and on. But when you find an opportunity for your kid to excel and you as a parent, and you don't know for sure if they're going to excel, but you're going to do everything you can, make the right decision to put them in an environment where they can win, where they could grow the most so that they would have an opportunity to go to college if need be, or if they're going to have an opportunity to go into an apprenticeship or whatever it is that they want to do with their life as they grow through the process. But we're not seeing the availability of even having the discussion about those kind of opportunities because we're hung up on you can't take money out of the public school system yeah i don't think most people are hung up on this i think it's a small group of democrats in south carolina and around the nation that they they try to reframe the argument that if by taking the kid and putting them in a better district or a better school that hurts everybody who's left quote unquote left behind at this other school. And what you should do is rather than take that kid out and put him in a better environment is you should invest more to improve the current environment. The di- but what the point we're making is we're already spending more money than any nation right. on earth to improve those environments and we're going the wrong way. So we got to start saving some kids before we lose all the kids. And lose ourselves in the process. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.